Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this bonus episode, Paul DiCiccio shares some music advice, as well as what inspires him to run a record label. You'll hear his thoughts on where to make your purchases, and how important it is for a band to have a good live show. Enjoy this little mini-episode, and please tell your friends about the show, subscribe, leave a review, and follow along on Facebook and Instagram, at LivingRoomUTV. What would you say is the best piece of musical advice someone has given you? It's not necessarily something that someone has given me, but something that I sort of compiled out of the DIY community. Okay, so from that scene. Yeah, from just... from them. Exactly. Um, Back in the day, I used to do, like, CDR samplers. Mm -hmm. That was just, like, burned one song from each release and, like, gave them out and mailed them everywhere. And what I had written on there in the liner notes, and I try to keep with this as often as humanly possible is step one remember where you spend your dollar matters and i feel like that can sort of spiral out in many different ways and it's really important to really think about where you are buying product from but then also if you're a producer where you are getting stuff produced from. So I try very hard to only work with United States record plants for pressing records um, because it matters. Like it matters that I'm not going through a secondary who works with a plant in the Czech Republic or something like that. It's, it's important to me to work with a, person that is pressing records Mm -hmm. um it's important to me to get music mastered by keith Souza at machines with magnets or will at dead air Mm -hmm. uh it because they're people that i know that that dollar matters Mm -hmm. you know and that's not to say that other you know producers uh don't matter but i'm saying that if you can see the impact of what you have decided to do that matters more than blindly purchasing or blindly consuming. And I feel like that is a a good sort of mantra for all aspects as Mm -hmm. well outside of music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So that's uh, really been step one. Yeah. And from your years of doing almost everything in music, uh, is there a piece of musical advice you'd give to someone else? Sure. Um, My advice would be to produce what makes you happy, what's interesting to you. Push yourself to expand your musical boundaries. Um, Also, uh, Not necessarily concentrate on the live show, but remember that in terms of music, 
what is consumed live is matters more than what is consumed on record. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen many, many bands that blow me away live that the records might not be the best thing. And that is how you uh, really capture people mm-hmm. with live music. Are there things that inspire you? I mean, it could be musically or just in, in life that you'd like to share? Um, I've always been really interested in the creation of a thing. And so the idea that I could be the vehicle to make the physical records exist Mm-hmm. was always uh, it was always interesting to me mm-hmm. and so the pro- the whole process um, kind of drives me to get that final product in your in, in in my hands yeah you know creating music is that's a big drive as well obviously playing mm-hmm. bands you know the idea of people coming together with ideas and creating something that like works Mm -hmm. something that sounds good but then taking that and creating something actually physical out of it Mm -hmm. was like i feel like that's uh, a huge huge thing and uh you know over the course of the years um being able to help bands that i believe in Mm -hmm. create a thing that they probably wouldn't have been able to do easily without me yeah it's very it's very humbling Mm-hmm. You know, be being able to be the person that creates the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an odd act running a record label because, um, so in the, for the 10 year anniversary comp, it was the first time that I could write like a thank you note or an insert from the view of the label. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said is like, it, running a record label is, uh, it's, it's a faceless job. Mm-hmm. where um, hypothetically the owner of like Capitol Records walked by you on the street. You'd never know that. Yeah. Like at all. And so you kind of have to be the per- the sort of person that like wants to create and make a thing exist because like no one on the street is ever going to like thank you even if it's their favorite record. Like yeah. you could have put out their favorite record and like, or even at the show, like unless people know you because like I, I'm here and I do a lot of stuff in Providence, but like, recently one of the bands reunited from Connecticut and going to those shows, like I'm just another person in the crowd. Like, yeah. you know, they give you, give you a shout out, which was great. And like, they're thankful and come up and like hug you afterwards. But it's a, it's a process that you have to sort of be a person who's okay with being the driving force and not the face. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you're standing next to people in the, in the crowd and you're like, I have a little part of like the reason why you, you've listened to these records and you're here now, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're singing along because I like helped yeah, yeah. exist. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting seat to mm-hmm. take, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, Paul. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. 
As you've heard a couple times, both here and on the full podcast, Paul puts a lot of focus on live shows. So here's a live track by Twin Foxes from the Tor Johnson 15th anniversary show at AS220. The song is Sleeping on the Attic Floor, and you can find it on Tor Johnson Records' Girls Rock R.I. benefit compilation. Enjoy!
ground.